We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Mainly my problem is with Mills. We are not a fan of him here. I, I would have liked to see them take Franks. Franks went undrafted. They'll rue the day they passed on Felipe Franks. Welcome back to, I think, the third episode of Stay fourth, High. I'm Matthew Spawnauer, joined as always. <laughs> fourth episode. <laughs> right? Come on. Okay. Now. The fourth episode of Stay Hot. I'm joined by Theo Ash and Bladen Kirk, as always. Theo Ash and Bladen Kirk, say what's up. What's up? What's up? We're just talking about the draft today a little bit. Uh, we talked about it last episode some, but that was only after the first round, and it was at 1 a.m., so we were all super tired, and I don't know if my analysis was on point at that time. But now that the whole draft's done and we've had a couple of days to think about it, we're going to get right into it. But first, the Browns had a good draft, um, in my opinion. I think they did well. But Bladen has maybe taken that to the extreme and said that they are extreme. the absolute best. It's the extreme. It's not they, extreme. He said that they are the... It's extreme. He said that they are the absolute best team in the league right now. Bladen, you got to defend yourself. Do I really have to defend myself? Yes. I mean, <laughs> well, no, no, but like... No, you're then, right. We should we, just take that. No. What, why do you think that? <laughs> We're coming off a season where they had the best offensive line in football. They still have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They're getting Odell back. I the the only question for me is if Baker is going to be able to play like a top ten caliber quarterback again. 
but but we're not we're not talking about whether or not the Browns are good. You can sit here and list off like all the reasons why we think they're good because I do think the Browns are going to be a really good team next year. Um, yeah, I but mean, we would have to sit here and talk. We agree, but we have they're to... obviously a playoff team. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, no but gonna... they're not. Are they better than the Rams? Are they better than the Buccaneers? Are they they're better, better than, than the Rams? They're, they're better, better than. than I don't think they are better than the Rams. Are they better? Interior? You better be saying yes to every team. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> the only team that I think the Brown, I think the Browns on paper are better than every team in in the NFL. The only team that I think we might have trouble beating is the Ravens, just because I don't think we're set to beat their power run scheme. Who is your interior defensive lineman? Who are they? You know who is Greg Newsom? Oh, I looked this up, sure. I looked I this up before have, the podcast. Yeah. Is is Greg Newsom for sure good? Is Greedy Williams for sure good? Is JOK for sure good? Is your other linebacker exactly. for sure good? Is Clowney for sure good? We 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 is do Baker we even do have for some sure solid elite? linebackers. Like who? No, see, but this is this is the problem. The front seven is consisted of Miles Garrett and a bunch of guys who aren't really proven. To be like the answer yet, and I don't think that they're all going to be bad. The secondary is extremely injury prone. That's Newsom's big problem. I think he was hurt like fourteen and healthy seventeen of his last couple of games. He was hurt a lot in college. Ward is always hurt. There's Troy Hill, who's like fine. I don't think. I think the lines are the not the lines. The that's later. I think the Browns are quite good, <laughs> but like I think the Rams are better. I think the Ravens are better. I think that. I think that they're a more complete team than the Chiefs are, but the, it's, I don't know. I've, I've got my own problems with the Chiefs as well, but I think the Rams, Buccaneers, and I'm assuming what happens with Rodgers, the Packers are better than the, than the Browns. Ravens, I think, are more complete than the Browns. I don't know. I, I don't see, there's a lot of questions on that Browns team. I, I would agree there's definitely some question marks. And going back to Baker, that's the other thing is I am not, are you totally sold on Baker? As a Browns fan, do you think he's totally it, it and you should you would pay him and he's the guy of the future? Do you think that? I, I need to see how he plays this year before I want to you know shell out forty million dollars. But so, like, as long as as long as he plays at similar to how he did last year, I think we'll be fine. Yes, but can you win a Super Bowl? That's the only thing. Is like fine is being fine and being the best are very different. I don't know. I feel like you got yeah. you got the Rams. I, I, I think you need it. I think you. Yeah, I think you. I think you need a top ten caliber quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and I mm-hmm. think the Browns have that. Top ten? I don't know. Caliber. About that. I, top ten I don't caliber. Know. There's a I difference. Don't know. I think the he's kind of in between, that second tier. Because because Jimmy Garoppolo would not be a top ten caliber quarterback. I don't think Baker's top ten caliber at this point. I think he's in that. I think he's in that Cousins Garoppolo, like golf. Cousins is better than Garoppolo. Like Carr. He. He is probably a little bit better than Garoppolo, but like Carr, Garoppolo, Baker, like there, I don't think that those are like, I don't consider them elite. I don't like they're good, but they're not elite. I consider like, like Rogers. We, we Mahomes, may have different definitions. Like, of I don't know, elite but I don't. I don't think. Like, I don't. Your top five guys. You've got a quarterback that you're not totally sold on for paying. That like that's that's not, like that's not terrible, but it's not great. Like. Every, like yeah. the Buccaneers had a quarterback that they were sold on. The Chiefs had a quarterback that they were sold. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, go, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I don't think they should be the best. I, I like the Browns a lot. Not the best team in the league. Yeah, no, I just when you look when you look at some of the other teams like the Buccaneers, no way the Browns are better on paper than the Buccaneers. 
you, you, you're saying they're the best team in the league, but I guarantee you, you go look at the Buccaneers, you go look at the Browns roster. You'd agree that the Buccaneers roster is better. What are the Browns yeah, better Buccaneers at? Roster, the, Buc- I'll give, the Buccaneers roster is probably better. And they just won a Super Bowl. They're better at quarterback. They're better at tight end. They're better at receiver. Their offensive lines are a wash. I would give the Browns uh, O-line. I don't know. Their O-line is pretty close. Really? Weapons, probably Bucks. Like, worst defensive backs. Might that might Bucks. be the Browns? I think that's the Browns. Actually, no. I would give the Browns DBs. The Buccaneers the DBs, Browns were actually DBs not that good last year. They were okay, but yeah, the Browns. But then the, the Buccaneers take linebackers by a mile. Yes, and I, I like their defensive line better too. Although it's kind of, I mean, I'd say just their pass rushing unit as a whole is better. So yeah, I I don't know. I feel like the Browns are very close, and I think that Super Bowl should be the goal for them. But they shouldn't be. I don't think they're the best. I think the Buccaneers and I'd the agree. Rams. I'm telling you, the Rams are going to be so good this year. They have maybe the best two defensive players in football. Oh no, I'm sold. Jalen Ramsey, Jalen. You just said the Browns yeah. were better than the Ram, the Rams, but the I, I, Rams I, I, have Matthew yeah. Stafford, who's a vet, who is was surviving in Detroit uh, with you know. He's had some good way. I hate that like Stafford has never. Ha- I mean, he had Calvin Johnson and Galladay. So like, how bad could they be? But like, he was surviving in the majority of the time in Detroit this season with nobodies at wide receiver. T.J. Hawkinson's a really good tight end, but the wide receivers were nobodies. Um, the coaching staff was a mess. The defense was historically awful. And at on the same side or on the other side in L.A., you had Jared Goff getting his hand held by Sean McVay. And they were still a powerhouse and they were still in the playoffs in a really tough division. And they've still been to the Super Bowl. And I think when you combine McVay with a quarterback who actually knows what he's doing, and then a defense that has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and and there's I know John Johnson left, but their 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 safeties are still pretty solid. Darius Williams, like I think the I think the Rams are kind of the team to beat. I think that they are gonna be so deadly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The Rams are really, really good, but I, I think the main difference that I have is that the Ravens or not the the Rams lost quite a few pieces on defense. I know they're very deep, so they can like withstand that. But the difference is the were con, con, they were playing with the Chiefs, like they were about to beat the Chiefs. And honest, no, and I weren't. think the Browns added no, those defenses. Nope. They 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 Hate were gonna be, no. I, no no they weren't. They lost to Chad Henney. They <laughs> yes. lost to Chad Henney. They lost to Chad Henney. Chad Henney almost tried like almost sold the game, and they still lost. They almost beat the Chiefs, who are missing the like MVP their MVP level quarterback in the back third of the game. That's not almost beating a team. Yeah, the, the Chiefs, that game. I the do Chiefs think that the Super Bowl champions. I do think that the Chiefs and the Browns, I do think the Browns do now match up pretty well with the Chiefs because I think Ward on Hill is pretty good. And I think JOK on Kelsey is going to be pretty good. And, um, you know, the Chiefs have some problems, I think, on the defense. And I do think they match up well with the Chiefs. But yeah, they were in that last playoff game. I would, I would probably concede that that game was a five point game that probably looked a little bit closer than it actually was. I mean, it was close, but it was close because the chiefs were missing their best player. Not because the Browns were that close to him. I've, I've Mahomes had been in, but the Browns were, and, and it wasn't, you can't just sit here and act like the Browns like weren't, you know, in contention to win that game. Right. Okay. They almost beat a team that didn't go on to win the super bowl. So that, like I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to make it that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not like Chad Henney had a horrible interception 
that almost cost the Chiefs uh, the game that I'm I'm feeling pretty confident Mahomes wouldn't have made. I don't know. I just think I think the Browns it's like I, I don't know. I, you look at the Browns roster and is it the defense is the defense really that good or that good or is it just like name listing or you see all these tweets or people just like tweet out the list of their roster and be like who's stopping this but then it's it's not actually <laughs> as strong as they're making it out to be like for instance your linebacker unit I'm not saying that it can't be good. I'm saying that it's relying on a 220-pound second-round linebacker who might have heart problems to come in and be awesome day one. And that is a very big well, you, ask You would have anybody. said the same thing about the Bills front four last year. The Bills they, front four last year was not good. It, they weren't good last and, and year. It, the it Bills, can, it can and they work lost. out sometimes. Yeah. Okay, okay, but, they, but they, they were able to mitigate that. And that that's a valuable asset and of I, your team, your front four. The the Browns are dealing with, analytically speaking at least, a significantly less valuable unit being like not great. Yeah. I mean they're good. But I don't know. I, I don't think, know. They're not they're not as good as the Bucks and I th- or the Rams in my opinion. And I think we all agree that they're not as good as the Bucks. So that's the bottom line on the on the Browns, I think. They did have a really good draft, though. I still they do, did have I still a really do good like draft, them though. As a team, though, right? So do I. I. I mean, I like the Browns a lot, but I. Ju- I just don't see the argument that they're better than the Bucks. But they did have a really good draft. Um, you know, speaking of, uh, Matt, your Panthers. I was really impressed on how they did. Wanna? <laughs> they were. They cleaned up, and some other teams cleaned up. But why don't you talk about the Panthers here? Same thing that I was just talking about with the Browns. It's like the Panthers are going to be really good on offense. If this third round tackle uh, Christensen comes in and it can start at left tackle day one. And if Sam Darnold, a guy who looked really not that great for three years can come in and turn it around day one. And, you know, if the, the defense were like, there's a lot of question marks on defense. If that can all come together, we could be a good team, but we're, we're it's a, it's a lot of ifs. And the odds of everything breaking in your favor in the NFL um, is pretty low. With most teams, you don't like go into the season if you're like trying to compete with just no answer at that, like at a single position. I feel like that's how like the Panthers are. You look at the roster, you'd be like, oh, we're fine at every week. We've got everything figured out. But uh, I think there's, you know, we're relying on a lot of stuff that's big question marks. I do think Donald's going to do all right. Like, I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, he put up decent stats, not last year, but the year before or whatever. And this is the best situation he's ever been in by a lot. But am I supposed to expect him to come out here and be a top 10 quarterback? I just can't do that. I don't hate the move, but I just don't expect him to be that amazing. No, I think that's the right team um, to have. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think they can make the playoffs? I mean, looking at your division, do you think the Panthers can make the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, they could. What's what's the what's your percent? Maybe a percentage. Like what percent chance would you give them? Thirty percent, forty percent, somewhere wow, in that range. That's higher I, like, than I, I would give them. Not thirty, really, forty percent. Lower than I would give if them. That's fair. <laughs> the rest of their offense. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of weapons on offense, and I really like. Um, you know, I, I really like our receivers right now, and whatnot. Like, there, there's some parts of this team that are going to be a problem for any team to handle. Um, you know, I like the JC Horn pick, you know, I wanted them to grab fields there. I'm not going to lie, but I really like the JC Horn pick. I think we've got a bunch of athletes on defense right now that, you know, Jeremy Chin's going to like, maybe we don't have the most complete defense, but Brian Burns is going to make plays. Jeremy Chin's going to make plays. Hopefully JC Horn's going to come make plays. Um, but I, I'll also admit that we're one or two injuries on offense, especially like Darnold or the offensive line away from being 
really rough. Like if Taylor Moten goes down, the offensive line is horrible. That is the only person on that offensive line I'm super confident in going into next year. Um, McCaffrey might not be able to stay healthy. Terrence Marshall has, you know, injury problems. DJ Moore's coming off an injury. I, I don't know. I like the draft, though. Um, I thought we got good value overall. Like, what did you think? I thought that Horn was interesting. He was my cornerback four, to be completely honest. So I thought that wow. was a little bit of a reach Oof. at eight, but I still I thought he was good. Um, so yeah, I don't I hate that pick. And it was, a pick, it was a pick of need, which I like when you take guys that you really need. Yeah. So, And I really like uh, Davion Nixon. I think he's super good. And I think Terrace Marshall Jr. Is, was one of my highest graded guys. So yeah, the Panthers had a really good draft. Can I talk about a draft that is getting slept on right now? And... Literally was, I thought, the best Is it going to be the Lions? Yes, it's going to be the Lions. Oh, my Lord, did they <laughs> Let's go. destroy it. They, if they draft yeah, like the this... the Lions cleaned up. They, if they draft like this with all the picks over the next... The picks that they have over the next, like, two or three years, they're going to turn it around so fast. They just drafted badass after <laughs> badass. And they didn't reach on... It wasn't like the Raiders where it's like... We yeah. have our guys that we want, and then yeah. it's like some seventh-round yeah, no. guy that they draft around to. <laughs> no, they got badasses, and they mm-hmm. got good value for them. Like, Penny Sewell at seven. Like, badass. Incredible. They got He was supposed to use a top-three prospect. They got him at seven. They got Amon Ross St. Brown at the catch point. Badass. Catches everything. They got him in round, what, four. He was supposed to go round two. Jamar, yeah. Jamar Jefferson, I think, right? Badass. He's going to run through you. He's going to run right through you. They got him in the seventh round. He was supposed to go like round four or five. They're, that corner out of Syracuse. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to botch his name. Melifonwu, I think his last name is. Badass. He's huge. Like, great tackler. Like, a guy who is has some tech. His back pedal is really upright and awkward to watch, but he's a badass, and they can fix that. They're on day two. Two giant pass rushing defensive tackles. They allowed more rushing yards after contact last year than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did in total. They're, they could not tackle. They had ter- like they got a really a, a linebacker who's really good at tackling. Bat just badass after badass. And it's they're going to, if they have like they didn't fix the wide receiving core, but on a team with that many issues, it was impossible to fix everything. And they're just going to run it down teams. Like they're not probably not going to throw the ball a whole lot. So like the wide receiving core doesn't matter for this year, but if they go and draft like this again next year and then fill the wide, like they are going and the whole off season, like trading, getting three first for Stafford, avoiding overpaying Galladay and having all this cap space in the future. Now, like I love everything the lions did this off season. Like, I think that I legitimately I, believe Campbell <laughs> and they're like, I believe that they can turn it around in a hurry here. I don't think I've ever heard somebody talk so highly of a division rival before. That was I'm, that was incredible. Well, see, he can he can do that because you know he's not really worried about the Lions being a threat this season. Still, <laughs> not um, this year. No, nah, man, the Lions are knocking off Green Bay this year. <laughs> I think they're heading the right direction. I do. Like, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, but it, it, it it's fun to see like the different themes that some of these like like okay, you see the sort of like type of player that the Lions like, then you go see the type of player that the Panthers like. The Panthers just drafted a bunch of athletes. You know, Hubbard and Terrence Marshall and um, I can't remember his name, that tackle in the fifth round that they got. uh, Davion Nixon, I think. Mine, but Nixon, yeah, crazy athlete. So it or like like you said, the Raiders in particular, but like maybe their type of guy or maybe maybe they do that a little bit too strongly and they try too hard to get their guys and it 
hurts him a little bit. What type of, uh, I guess I got to give you a second to talk about what your uh, favorite. I don't know. The Packers, the Packers have, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to talk about the Packers anymore. I'm going to throw, th- please ask Blayden a question. I don't want to talk about Rogers of the Packers. I, I was going to ask Blayden a question. Don't worry. We suck. Ask it to Blayden. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I assume that you're going to ask I me what, what my favorite draft was. That's or? that's what I was going to ask in the first place. Oh, I thought you said. Yeah, I was asking nice. you oh. what your favorite. Yeah, because you already <laughs> talked about your favorite draft, Theo. Okay, well, I, I so I've been on Twitter giving out you know my draft grades. Four teams that I gave an A+. And I think that's really generous. Usually I don't think I would give four teams an A+. But it was the Browns, the Lions, the Panthers. And then the other team that I'll talk about right now is the Dolphins. And I think we can all agree that Miami had Miami Miami had a crazy draft. I mean, they took Waddle, right, with the sixth pick. And, you know, maybe some people would say that was a reach, but you could very easily argue that Waddle could have, you know, been wide receiver one. I think the gap between Waddle and Smith really isn't that great. They took Jalen Phillips in the first round at 18, who I, I think, Theo, you might have had him as your top defensive player. I Yeah, I had him as the fourth best player overall and my best defensive player, yeah. And then they took Javon Holland in the second. Like, they, they went absolutely ridiculous for, like, the entire draft. I mean, every, everything they did, they filled needs, and they got, you know, high-level players. And that's kind of, I think, what I defined as an A-plus grade is when you can get high-level players at positions of need. And, and, and I think those are the kind of the four teams that did that really well. Yeah, Fair I enough. totally you agree know, with, the, with the Dolphins. Yeah, um, they crushed it. You know, I we're going to get into the drafts that we didn't like so much here in a second, but I noticed that you didn't give the Bears an A because you you said that they didn't need to I didn't give them an A+. Plus. I gave you didn't them, give them an I, A+. Plus. I, I gave them an A-. minus. The Bears have a, had a weird offseason. You didn't give the Bears a, an A+, plus because you say that they didn't need to jump up that high to get fields. 100% disagree. 100% disagree. I can understand. I saw, I saw today that Minnesota said that they would have they would have taken fields at 14. But I seriously, like, I don't think they had to trade up to 11. You could have traded up to 13. Maybe you could have traded up to 14. Well, first off, you know, you don't don't know who's willing to trade. Not maybe the Chargers are just like, screw that, we want to sit here and take Slater. So, you you know, 13's not an option. 14, the Vikings wouldn't do it because they wanted fields. Um, But most importantly, anybody else could have traded up and gotten them. You're not you're not like trading up to get above people. You're trading up so other people also don't trade up. You know that's why, for uh, example, the 49ers traded up to three, even though they didn't really need to get in front of like you know Miami or get Miami out of that spot because Miami's not taking a quarterback. They just wanted to make sure that right. they got their guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's I wasn't yeah. sitting here saying the Bears did a bad job. I'm just like no, 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 in, no, no, in no, terms no. of yeah, it's just like in terms of. You know, an A plus draft means that like you could not have done anything better, basically. And it, you know, I'm just it, like, had they been able to sit at twenty and take fields, that would have been a perfect draft. But obviously, you couldn't. And part of getting yeah, an A no. plus is being a little bit lucky. So yeah, yeah no, I no, I agree with you. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> trying to make it sound like you were saying that fields was a bad pick yeah. or anything. And I do get they they did give up a good bit to yeah. move up. But we got to get into uh, some of the some of the bad drafts and my answer for this is maybe like a little unfair. I feel like, but the Texans, uh, (laughs) even with the picks that they had, I feel like, like that's, that's valid though. Even with the picks that the Texans had, I, I do not feel like they did a good job. Uh, mainly my problem is with Mills. Um, we are not a fan of him here. 
Um, I, I would have liked to see them take Franks instead. You know how we Franks went undrafted. Him. Franks went undrafted. I know they will a- rue the day the NFL, the league will <laughs> rue the day that all 256, I think it is, picks. None of them were the giant quarterback with the huge arm and elite athleticism who turned the Arkansas program around and won three SEC games after they went 0-16 in those games over the last however many years. They'll rue the day they passed on Felipe Franks. Mark mark my words, this preseason, I'm going to see him do something awesome and I'm not going to shut up about it. But yeah, Davis Mills, uh, you know, actually he's... (laughs) <laughs> he's no good. He's uh, only he's banking off of what he did in high school, really, still to this day, because he only started 11 games at Stanford and wasn't particularly like accurate or smart or mobile or like really anything in those games. There were some flashes of really nice anticipation um, and his arm strength. I mean, he looked like NFL arm strength, but it wasn't like oh my God, NFL arm strength. It was like, okay, yeah, that's probably like, uh, okay, NFL arm. But yeah, I don't, I, for that to be their number one pick and them for in all likelihood now going from Deshaun yeah. Watson to Mills has got to be such- if I'm, if I'm not, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It, it, it was, I think there was that little run that went Mills, Mond, I'm surprised that Mon fell as far as he did. Trask didn't. Trask at 64. That was ridiculous oh. too. Yeah, I get I that that bring I, you know, I'm just going to I'm yeah, I'm just going to take over right now. Um Trask the the Buccaneers had the worst draft in my mind. Taking Trask in the second round is the like we talked about Leatherwood was a bad pick. The ETN pick was bad and you know taking Harris in the first round even I don't love even though I love Harris as a player. Kyle Trask in the second round is the worst pick of the draft, and I think by a long shot. There's nothing that Kyle Trask is particularly good at, which is just mind-blowing. And Brady, like, at this point, I'm not going to say anything about Brady retiring until he does. And Like, once he legitimately, like, declines and is gone, then I'll say it's a possibility that he declines and is gone. I Like, going from Brady to Trask is just not... And you're so... Like, you're you're in kind of this win now kind of mode still. You could have used a second round pick on something else. Like Trask, his footwork is not very good. He's not very, mo- again, like kind of like Mills is like, he's just like, yeah, he makes some, he's not even a great decision maker. He's he's decently accurate, Trask is. And that's about the only NFL level trait that he has. And that's not worth the second round pick at all. I thought the Cowboys were another team that I just really didn't like their draft at all. Uh, Micah Parsons, um, I mean, the off the field stuff is pretty bad, and he pretty much he came forward and pretty much said like, "I hope that that doesn't like define me as a person." So maybe he's maybe he's better now. I don't know, but like to take a guy with character issues to take an an off ball linebacker when you have, I mean, Jalen Smith and Vander Esch are not very good. So I guess that's okay. But like, I don't know. I, I just thought, and Parsons, it'll be interesting to see how the people who sat out 2020 end up doing like all mm-hmm. of them. There's a lot of them, but to have a guy who's tw- 2019 tape was his to take an off ball linebacker. Who's questionable in coverage, very much more of a blitzer at a position where I don't think it was their biggest need I, and has off the field issues. I thought that was bad. I thought their entire second round was pretty much all reaches. I'm not a big Kelvin Joseph fan who they took 44th overall. I thought he's kind of just a guy. 
Um, they did make some decent moves on day three, but when you start recovering a little bit on day yeah. three, like at that point, the damage has already been done. So I, I the Cowboys probably had maybe my least favorite draft. And honestly, the Packers had, I, I thought, a pretty bad draft just because I had a third round grade on Eric Stokes, who they took first round. And that's where you really need to, uh, you know, hit is on those first round. Because if it, like, yeah. But I thought the Cowboys I, had the worst draft. I will say... To, to at least give the pa- or not the Packers to give the Cowboys a little bit of credit, um, I don't think they expected the Broncos to, to take Sertan at nine. Yeah, I think they kind of expected to have a corner there, and then they probably just want best player available. Um, but I still, you know, I wouldn't have Parsons as my best player available there at what was it twelve? You know, for a team that's invested as much as the Cowboys have in linebacker, it's one of the weak spots there uh, of their defense, and that's uh, I know. For sure. Kind of indicative they, of how they are at drafting. Like they've invested a ton in their linebackers. They're they have been an awful drafting team recently. And this one, this draft did not give me any confidence that they have turned that around. I mean, CD CD Lamb was a good pick because he literally fell like a two-year-old could have made that pick, but like they have not gotten much production out of the draft classes recently. Yeah, I did want to hit on real quick. I didn't get to talk about the Texans draft um in its entirety. I do like Nico Collins. I think I think that was a solid pick. I do believe in him. Um, as an Ohio State guy, I'm not a big believer in a lot of Michigan prospects. I don't think they do a very good job of de- like developing their talent. Seriously, I mean, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones was the number one wide receiver recruit. Never caught like more than 800 yards. Sixth round draft pick. Um, and I think he's a solid player, but like that's, if you he's get been, a number one good receiver recruit, they should so. be. Yeah, he's been solid, but like, you know, not as not as a top yeah. guy, which is what you expect. But when I watch Michigan, especially Ohio State, Michigan, but when I watch Michigan, Nico Collins jumped out, and he has been for a couple of years. Um, so I thought that was a good pick. But I, I really I can't get past the Mills pick. I don't I don't like it. But yeah, it's tough because grades after drafts do not have never been a good predictor of what actually yep. goes down. So you know, like it's we don't know is not good content, but like. I say the Cowboys <laughs> had a bad draft and the and the Lions had a great but like in 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 reality like again people don't it's coaching like all these guys are are clay that you mold into they they are not they're going to get better or they're not going to get better like they're they're not going to get worse as athletes with an NFL training program or at least most of them they're not going to get dumber about football it's just some of them are going to stay the same and some of them are going to get smarter and better and understand the game at the level up that you need to. And that comes down to coaching and we can nail all of our evaluations on where they are coming out of college, but you can't nail how they're going to retain information and how that's going to translate. So that's my one thing like that I've learned about this draft is like, I know watching some of these guys, like I, I can tell that this dude is, I can tell that when I watch Penny Sewell, like he's good at football. I can tell when I watch Jalen Waddle. Like, okay, Jalen Waddle is really good at football. There's a good chance they bust, and it's not on like the evaluators who watched him. It's on the coaches, and that's one thing about the draft. That like one thing we were talking about the Lions and like Matt Patricia, Jeff Akuda. You can watch Jeff Akuda in in college, and if you came away with like this guy can't play, you'd be a bad evaluator. But like, you should be blaming Matt Patricia for like getting to a guy like that. And he just ha- looks like he's never played the sport before. 
Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent my philosophy about the draft. I think that's the one problem with the draft like process that I don't like. People will watch, you know, this year twenty twenty tape and they'll form their opinion on prospect. But nobody comes in just great like as good as they need to be for the NFL. Nobody is right. just getting drafted at that level. Uh almost nobody. I mean, there's a couple of guys maybe. So the most important thing to look for in a prospect is have they improved? If they have yes. the ability to improve like you don't need to be accurate. You need to be able to get accurate if you're a quarterback, right? And that's what I, that I remember when I was looking at Lamar Jackson a couple of years ago. You know, you could see how his passing numbers had improved a little bit. And then you go watch the tape, you could see how it became a better passer. So then that made me think like, okay, you know, that, or that you know, makes somebody think that, okay, even if he isn't a good passer now, if he goes to a good spot and he continues to improve, then he can become a solid quarterback. And that's what's happened. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. I would like to make one disclaimer about that is – you don't want to see these like one hit wonder seasons. Those are immediate red flags, I think. Yeah. When a guy has like played bad before, like he has two or three really bad years in college, then his senior year he's like phenomenal. I, I would I would look for other reasons for why that may have happened. For sure, for sure. The best the best of the best look good very soon. Like Penny Sewell was was looking that good at age 18 ridiculous jamar chase age 19 like uh like i don't know what mahomes breakout age is i it was probably like he probably was not a senior coming up but you know yeah but but i mean being coachable is just so important that's granted really hard especially it's just like a fan to figure out if a guy is coachable or not and that's why they bring players in for workouts and whatnot and uh you know, I feel like if you get, I feel like that's why I feel like if you get a guy right, like if you're right about a prospect or a sleeper, a lot of it's luck because I, I can't, I can't tell you what they're like as people. And I can't tell you what they're like, you know, to coach. Yeah. And that's, you know, a big part of it for sure. Now there is like, there are guys that we can speculate. Like, I think that this dude is going to like come in Dylan and like, win, win rookie. You hear year. stories. Yeah, like there are guys that I that you can speculate are going to come in and like be an impact guy day one. And if like, I don't know, if you guys had to guess, who would you say that like day one like rookie that is going to come in and crush it right away? Like if you had to guess, who would you say? I, so, I assume we're not going to do quarterbacks. No quarterback. Yeah, no, quarterbacks. Like I mean, obvious. I guess if you want yeah. to, but like, like we'll go with non. We've already I've, these quarterbacks have been talked to death. Uh, yeah, true. For the last so non quarterback, non quarterback. You think you cut that they come in and crush it right away? Bladen, who, who have you got? I'm actually about to make a video on this. Um, I I know you guys don't necessarily believe him. You think he's a little too small. I think I think uh, JOK is going to be really good for the Browns. I, I think that ability to you know cover linebackers and I I think you know we talked about coaching. I think the Browns actually have a coach that might know how to use him. And if that's the case, I think he can be a really really good addition to our defense. That was the problem with that's why he fell. Everyone's like, why did JOK fall? Because he's a hard guy to scheme for. Like he is, he's a tweener and you need a, a very specific idea of what he's going to do in mind. So yeah, Browns have coach of the year. So a, a coach of the year would probably be pretty good at thinking of something like that. How about you, Matt? I would hope so. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with JOK. I mean, he's like, uh, it's like Jeremy Chin's size. And, you know, that's, that's why those type of guys. Yeah, like I agree. That's why those type of guys fall. But when you have a guy like I feel like Matt Rule does a good job of putting his defensive players in a position to succeed, then them being a tweener isn't such a big deal. And I think I think the Browns have a pretty big possibility um, of doing the same thing with JOK. Uh, I mean, 
I usually try to give like interesting takes on the podcast <laughs> because that's what makes it more fun. All right. So Pitts, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I, Kyle Pitts, not exactly a bold take, but um, at least I won't get flamed for it, you know, six months from now because he's probably going to be good with uh, so with this, I'm, I'm going Sewell. I'm very confident Sewell is going to be good. Um, people started to knock him a little bit as the process went on a little bit. We're not a ton. Right. But I remember, I remember like, a year ago, Sewell was going to be the next generational guy at offensive tackle. And then this year it's like, uh, he's the number one guy and he's crazy good, but some teams had Slater over him. Uh, Sewell just has that mentality. He's, you got to go watch, like you're not performing on a high <laughs> level at 18 years old in college and then not doing well in the NFL. I just don't believe that. So, so, you, I, so, so Pitts, most- Pitts was too, too blase. So you went like, the next best prospect with no, no, my, my, my point was, is that usually I try to go with interesting takes, but I don't want to get roasted here. Um, if I go with like, this guy's going to be a day one starter. Okay, and then I okay. pick some like third round draft pick and my odds of being, I, right I am curious like who, who is your, who is your interesting take then? I, I, I am curious. I've got a, th- I've got like a second round pick. I think my I boy can't. Asante Samuel Jr. is a guy who's going to kind of be a day one impact mm. starter. I think that him, he's undersized, like he's undersized, but like put him in nickel and you're going to be absolutely fine. His technique is really good. You know, son of a son of a player, obviously Asante Samuel. And that Chargers team is another kind of scary one that looks quite complete when I look at it. I see Derwin James and I see Bosa and I see, uh, you know, that offensive line is so much more improved and Herbert throwing to some solid weapons. And I think like the, the cornerback room is a little questionable. And I think that Asante Samuel is a guy who's kind of out of the not out of the like everyone I think knows who Asante that Asante Samuel Jr. was going to be in this class. But like, I think that that's a guy who's going to step in at least in nickel to start. We'll see if he's on the boundary covering number ones, but I think he's going to step in as a nickel guy immediately and help that chargers team, you know, compete for probably not going to win the division, but compete for a playoff spot. They're going to need to have him play well. And I think he'll, I think he's going to live up to it. There is one guy who I don't think is going to make a day. Well, I'm pretty confident. Isn't going to make a day one impact uh, that I really like where he went. And that's Kellen Mond. The Vikings is kind of a sneaky good spot for him. I feel like yes. Uh, there's no, there's absolutely no pressure for him to start this season. But there's an if thing if he does well in camp and he impresses that you know the Vikings uh, organization, then there's a very good path to him moving to that starting role because I think Cousins' contract is done after this season, and I feel like you know they've got a pretty good supporting cast for a quarterback. Maybe their offensive line isn't actually um, all that, but they added Darisaw. So that's a good start with yeah. that. They've got a good running back. They've got good receivers. I like uh, Irv Smith Jr. as well. I think that his contract is done in two years is the only thing, but the, that he might need two years because Mond, his mechanics are a little bit yeah. wonky and, you know, a little bit. Gone. He's a, yeah, they're a little, he throws, he throws the football like it's a dart. He throws the football like it's a dart, you know, full, full transparency, but like two years behind cousins could, could do him well. And, you know, he's not going to be making much money, like, you know, behind cousins. And that's the one thing about like drafting a guy you love to get the full rookie deal, 
But you know, with the second yeah. round, it doesn't it doesn't quite matter as much as it would if you were like, say, the Packers drafting Jordan Love, and then your plan is to not start him for like his entire rookie deal. But yeah, I, I agree that Mon yeah. throwing to Thielen and Jefferson and having Cook there and the offensive line is not very good right now. But they they I We're thought trying. they made some good picks there, and in two years maybe it'll be good. And I assume Jefferson will still be good, and Cook will still be good for them in two years. So. Mond definitely is someone who's probably not no one's going to think about for a little bit but like yeah. he might at the end like when it in 5 years we might look back at Mond with the benefit of sitting and the benefit of a good roster and a good organization be like whoa why he did end up being better than a lot of the guys picked in the first I agree with that No but I think the Vikings casually had a uh, had one of the better drafts I actually I gave them an A minus I don't know you know what you guys felt about them, but you know the fact they got Darisaw at twenty three, that was insane. You know, yeah. and then they got Kelly and they were Mon able to get other. And, you know why I don't. I love thought Patrick Wyatt Jones. Davis, I had like an him. undrafted free agent grade on on Patrick Jones, who they drafted in like the third round. Chaz Surratt is good, okay. but he's also twenty four. Chaz Surratt is older mm-hmm. than Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Traz Surratt is yeah. older than Tremaine Edmonds, and Tremaine Edmonds was oh, was Tremaine Edmonds was drafted like four years ago. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, that's the only so Chaz. I mean, I thought he was okay, um, not good against the run, and and kind of developmental. And I didn't re- quite realize how old he was, and that's a problem. So I didn't love 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 the Vikings draft, but they had some good picks in there. I think that about wraps up. Uh, the show for today, but there are a couple or one thing I wanted to ask. Bladen, uh, you've been eating cereal this entire episode. Uh, I don't know. I know the Do listeners you have a problem with it? see it. Now, I have no problem with you eating the cereal, but those are Frosted Flakes. We're on a Zoom call and I can see. No, or no, those... this is this is Honey Bunch of the Votes. Honey Bunch of right. the Votes. Does that, has that not gotten soggy? That is true. It's been sitting here this entire... Are you going to eat the rest of that bowl? It's been, we've, been, we've been recording for like an hour. I can see yeah, he's, he's looking at it in it. disgust. So he's, he's looking at it in disgust now. He knows that it's gross. Yep, you've barely touched that cereal. When you pour yourself a bowl of cereal, you gotta you gotta be ready to go. Like if I <laughs> if I if I eat like Frosted Flakes, for example, they got to be done in ten minutes, or you're gonna get soggy, and then they're no good. Look at you. So is that what you've done to yourself? <laughs> Look, he's, he's he, now he's trying to choke right it down, but he, you can tell it. he's, I ple- he's I grossed out. The fifth. You can tell he doesn't want to actually do this. All right, that that does it here uh, for us today. Please uh, subscribe, rate us a five star, uh, download the episode, follow us if you're on Spotify. Get us or back Apple. to number one. Get us back to number one. Uh, we'll be back Friday, and if you leave us uh, a review, uh, we might be reading a couple of them on the show next episode. So, something to look forward to. Thank you all for tuning in. May the fourth be with you. Is that today? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.